welcome to Experience Shared's Pokemon Podcast, starring me, Tama, and my co-host, Teddy Ursosh. Yeah, man, Teddy Ursosh. I can't even do fresh new Pokemon because it's just the same Pokemon we've been seeing for the last three gens. It's the same old shit. Everything about this interstitial season and everything about this game makes me miserable, Josh. <sighs> and is this what you want, Budcatchers? I normally love the- we love the interstitials and we're broken men now. This game has broken me. It's making us <laughs> regret our choices, this fucking thing. Welcome, Budcatchers. We're playing through... Oh, yeah. This experience here, a Pokemon podcast. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Red Rescue Team on the Game Boy Advance. This week, Josh, I picked up my Game Boy after some time away from it. You need a few days to decompress after beating a leg on this. For a brief moment, I thought, this could be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. After talking about it last week and learning that Chunsoft made Dragon Quest and learning all this other stuff about the game, maybe this will be fun and I'll have a good time this week. Yeah. I didn't. I did not have a good time this week. I still don't like this game. (laughs) I had a brief glimmer of hope as well at the beginning. We're broken. There's nothing about this game that reminds me of something pleasurable. Any kind of passionate drive we once had, including sexual desire, uh, love of food, familial or or friend love, also called phileo <laughs> in the Greek. None of that. We don't have any of that. We've been sapped. My hopes are dashed against the shores of whatever fucking place this game is supposed to take place in. This is not a joke, Josh. Last night, my wife and I ordered dinner because we were too busy with work and caring for our son. And we thought, let's just order dinner tonight and make ourselves lives a little easier. And we ordered pierogies. Okay. And I got a Polish beer with the order because I thought, I'll have a drink. Yeah. Who cares? One little drink never hurt anybody. It's Monday night. <laughs> and I drank like a quarter of the drink. And ate like two pierogies because I was just so... At some point, Jamie was like, are you done eating? I was like, yeah, I lost my appetite. (laughs) This game is honestly just like, it's sent me into a deep depression. (laughs) Uh, I was playing last night. I actually had a beer on Monday as well. Not only because of this game, but just because of life, you know? Yeah. And then I'm fucking playing this thing and my Pokemon that we'll get to that I was escorting died again. And (laughs) I shook my Game Boy Advance SP so much that it froze. Like the screen (laughs) started crackling and then it just stopped moving. It's like, and then I'm just screaming at Bobby or I'm like, I still got two fucking dungeons left in this fucking thing. It's like 10 PM. I got a job. I got things to do. And I'm up until like 1 AM playing this bullshit. It's brought out the worst, like, childhood instincts in in both of us. Yeah. Just, like, shaking your your video game system violently. This'll teach that Nidoran. It's a hell of a game you made, Chunsoft. It's like hell. It's And by by a hell of a game, I mean it's like hell. Playing this game is like hell. depths of hell. Anyway, it's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue (laughs) 2. This is part two of four. Unfortunately, a lot of you apparently really love this game and that's fine. You can like this game and maybe maybe if you revisited it now, you would think, oh, this game actually sucks. But maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would say it's great. I don't care. Maybe you don't want to touch it because it's so encased in nostalgia and you loved it. And that's fine also. But 
It's like going to war. It's it's 1917 all over again. We're not having a good time with it, and I hope that makes for good audio. <laughs> Just cleanse yourself, wash yourself, bathe in our misery. <laughs> yeah. For the next four weeks. Or next three weeks, including this week. Oh, yeah. And then we're on to Elysium. We're on to brighter shores. Something we understand, Canto. Yeah. In 16 bits. I think it's good to have a, a rough go every now and then. It reminds you how good the good parts are, you know? Yeah, it's actually surprising to me that in my whole time being a Pokemon trainer, I've never played a spinoff that I thought was total trash until now. I'm just so surprised. It's such a frustrating game. But it's revered. Yeah, it's a, it's a beloved game. People really like it. There are roguelikes that I like. I I mentioned Spelunky. I like Spelunky. I like Diablo. But this is just... Something's wrong. It was a plot-heavy week this week, Josh. Oh my god. It was. I thought maybe... Okay, the gameplay sucks, and I don't like it. But maybe... There's a cool story embedded in there. No. There's not. There's not. Is there, Joshua? The story is also so weird and so bad <laughs> and so, like, confusing and convoluted. It could be more interesting to just cut out all the stuff that they added into it. Like the natural disasters and the curse for a thousand years. Maybe this week what we do is we workshop the story a little bit. Yeah, okay. We're playing through the second leg of this this journey. We played through the dungeons Silent Chasm, Mount Thunder, Great Canyon, and Lapis Cave. Yes. The high-level plot synopsis, and we can get into more of this later, is that you, through various means, discover that Zatu, the weird bird psychic Pokemon, reveals to you that you were once human. Yeah. And then you learn from Wishcash that there's a fable of a human who touched one of Ninetales' Ninetales. And this is a legend that's passed down from generations that none of the Pokemon believed that the Ninetales are cursed. And if you touch one of the tails, you die. So a human touched this Ninetales' tail and was going to die, but the Gardevoir that it was training... Its partner, apparently took its place and died for it. And instead of helping the Gardevoir, the human fled and was cursed to become a Pokemon. And that's you. And that's you, yeah. That's the main plot. And it's all tied in with these natural disasters. Oh, yeah. So the other part is that I don't really follow this. Yeah, exactly, Josh. The curse was that when the human died, you, you would be reborn as a Pokemon and... When you were reborn as a Pokemon, natural disasters would occur because the balance of nature is upset or some fucking shit. So that's what's happened. It's just a lot. Like, you don't need all of it. It's just a It's just a bananas bonkers cuckoo plot. Why do we need the natural disaster aspect on top of the whole thing? So let's take it back to square one. <sighs> we're both creatives. We're both in the industry. What about storytellers? You got a lot writing on this. Here's the brief I have for you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I'm Pokemon Company. You're Chunsoft. Okay. And I will come be Chunsoft with you in a moment, but right now I'm Pokemon Company. Okay. We're making a game wherein you 
explore dungeons and you play as a Pokemon character and you interact with other Pokemon characters. Sounds good. And the premise of the game is that you're part of a rescue team and you and your fellow Pokemon who you recruit to your rescue team save other Pokemon from the dungeons. Okay. That's the brief. Got it. We need to layer a story on top of that that we can tell in cutscenes and side quests between the main missions. Okay, now I'm done being Pokemon Company. Now I'm part of Chunsoft with you again. Okay. My name is John Chun, and your name is um, Robert Soft. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm Robert Soft. And I'm John Chun. We're creative strategists. We're creative strategists. We're storytellers. We're visionaries. Deadline Jedis. Deadline Jedis. Yeah. <laughs> Don, Don Sift? What was her name? Sift, I think. Journalist. Strategist. Manager. Deadline Jedi. Idea Machine Don Sif. Good. What story do we layer on the mechanics of this game to make it make any kind of fucking sense? Well, how about you're just Pokemon? Okay. I'm with you so far. Sims was out at this time. This came out in 2006. We don't need to understand what the Pokemon say. That's number one. In fact, some would think it's more interesting. They can speak like Poklish. Yeah, Poklish, exactly. And you are born as a Pokemon. And then you're just a Pokemon. You're in the woods and you're growing up with your parents. And like you go missing and you have to figure out how to get back to them. God, that's already so much better. You you go missing. Your parents are the rescue team. It's like Homeward Bound. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, I loved Homeward Bound. I had that VHS. It's like Homeward Bound. You go missing. You need to work your way back to your family. By interacting with other Pokemon. You're little. You're weak. You're scared. You're alone. But you're confident and you're headstrong and you keep persevering. And along the way, you make new friends and you recruit new pokemon and you exactly make your way through more and more challenging dungeons and and more and more challenging adversity until you finally are reunited with your family that's a million times better already it's simple and it doesn't disturb the entire pokemon canon also yeah where it's like pokemon have little towns and they can speak english and like humans can turn into pokemon and like there's natural disasters all the time, and uh, nine tails are cursed, and they could curse you for a thousand years, and they're not even a ghost type or fucking psychic or anything. They're a fire type. God, they're just a fire type. Okay. Let's keep it simple. Pokemon Company, Chunsoft. That's great. I like that already a lot better. And you're reunited with your parents, your older Pokemon, at the end of the game, and it's beautiful, and everyone fucking cries. Everyone cries. Here was going to be my pitch. My pitch isn't as clean as yours, and I feel bad about it now, but here's my pitch. Okay. You're a Pokemon. All the other Pokemon are Pokemon. Okay, that's good. I like that. The reason you are diving into these dungeons is because you are avoiding being caught by Pokemon trainers. That's interesting. And the, the boss battles, like the one we did with Zapdos are trainer battles where the trainer is trying to catch you. Oh, yeah. And you need to defeat the Pokemon and defeat the trainer to get away and flee into the forest, which is like a dungeon, you know? I like that. 
you could do the entire plot of like Gen 1, Kanto region, except you are like working your way through the game and the dungeons are areas. Like Viridian Forest is a dungeon. Yeah. And like you need to make your way through Viridian Forest and at the end a trainer tries to catch you and you need to beat it to escape. I love that. That was going to be my pitch. It breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Like you're the Pokemon and everyone else is trying to capture you. You're the wild Pokemon and you need to stay wild and stay free. Oh, yeah. So. Both are better. I love that. Both are way better than fucking Curse of the Nine Tails. Anyway, Chunsoft, Nintendo, Game Freak, please get in touch if you want some of this heat on your next Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game. Reboot or whatever. We got it. Joshua, surely you earned some cash this week. I did earn a lot of fucking cash. You bought some friend zones. I think I own all the friend zones but three, and I think I have enough money to buy them. The nice part about Meowth, as my main character, John Meowth, is he learns Payday. Yeah. The nice part about Payday is if you kill any Pokemon using Payday, they drop just a shitload of coins. (laughs) Oh, like I leave every dungeon with like thousands of Poke credits. So I immediately bought every single friend zone, including the most expensive one, Peanut Swamp, I think it's called. <laughs> peanut, the peanut gallery. It's like Mr. Mime is in there. Which is a weird name for a friend zone. And I don't know what happens in the peanut swamp or whatever. <laughs> There's no way that that's what it's called. I swear to God, it's called the peanut swamp. Pokemon, okay, so now we're both furiously... And then we're going to get disconnected. It is Peanut Swamp. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most expensive one. The most expensive friend area you can buy is called Peanut Swamp. God, what the fuck? And I I just bought it, and I have no idea what Pokemon are available inside Peanut Swamp, or how that's a theme. How that's a theme at all for a Pokemon area. That wouldn't have been in my pitch, Peanut Swamp. (laughs) That would have been cut. It absolutely would have been in my pitch. <laughs> They're like, we have an idea for a friend area called Peanut Swamp. I'm like, yep, I'll find a way to incorporate it. I don't care. Jesus Christ. I love it. My pitch would have been, what about Mr. Peanut Swamp? <laughs> Can we get some branded content in here? Yeah, SpawnCon. <laughs> I guess it's Baby Peanut now. No, he's back to being an adult. God, fucking keep up with the fucking canon. What happened to Baby Peanut? I thought Mr. Peanut died. They age unnaturally quickly. So the Baby Peanut just aged up into a new Mr. Peanut? Yes. God. God. Keep up, Joshua. Keep up with the brands these days. So you got all the friend zones. Surely you've captured more Pokemon (laughs) at this point. (laughs) And the 9-1 Huns must have some new talent. The 9-1 Huns have caught more Pokemon. More is a generous term. <laughs> <laughs> so the 9-1 Huns consists of Arcanus Charmander, yeah. Silverkin, Trico, and Merendithos Magnemite. Ooh. I think they're all level 18, just to note. And the reason that I wanted to note that is because have you noticed... You don't fucking evolve in this game either. Oh, I haven't. Oh, I don't know when Meowth is meant to evolve into Persian, but... Charmander evolves at level 16, and it didn't fucking evolve. And then I looked it up, and I was like, why didn't this fucking thing evolve? Oh, Meowth doesn't evolve to level 28, but it sounds like he's not going to evolve anyway. What's the trick? Pokemon that you already have... 
do not start evolving until after the main story is complete oh, and then you have to no. do some wish cash bullshit absolutely not and like go to a luminous cave or something and then they evolve in there absolutely not if a pokemon does not ask to join your team and it's evolved that's it yeah so we're stuck with these baby mon this whole time too and that's another stick of my craw can i talk to you about meowth real quick yeah I don't know much about Meowth. He's not a Pokemon I've ever been interested in before this game. I just looked him up on on Bulbapedia to see when he evolves. Yeah. Meowth is cool, and he's got a lot of other forms that are all cool. Yeah, Alolan. Alolan Meowth is like this sassy gray Meowth. Galarian. Galarian Meowth is cool as hell. He looks like a monster. He looks like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And he evolves into something called Perserker, which looks like Perserker. Rad. And then there's something called Gigantamax Meowth, which is terrifying. It's Longcat. The line has gotten... <laughs> yeah, it is. The line has gotten cool. I like Meowth. Persian was always pretty decent, but like... Jesus, do I like Meowth? Jesus. How could you not? I mean, what's wrong with Meowth, man? It's a sweetie. I just don't, I don't think I ever cared about Meowth. But now I think I really like Meowth. We got that Persian at Felicity Bank in Pokemon Square is also feisty. I think that Persian's coming on to me, by the way. I think pretty much everyone in Pokemon Square is coming on to everyone. <laughs> the Kangaskhan, like the Gulpin, I mean, come on. The Persian calls me like precious or something like that. I will guard it jealously. Yeah. So, tell me about your team. A Yanma asked to join my team. Yeah. And I took it just because I was like, I'll fucking take whatever I can get. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bug flying. Speaking of gross dragonflies, which is what you called Flygon, which is a beautiful dragonfly. Why did they do so many gross dragonflies in these games? This thing is a gross dragonfly. Does Yanma evolve into something cool? It evolves into like Yanmega or something. Yanmega. In Gen 4. So, we haven't seen it yet. Let me look at a pic of Yan Mega. I think Yan Mega is kind of cool. No. No, it's not. It's it's bad. It's got like crazy special attack. I've never run one, but like whatever. In Mystery Dungeon, Yanma doesn't evolve. It's just a fucking gross dragonfly. But I took it. It looks like a helicopter too. It's called Yilaga. Yilaga. That's cool. At least you gave it a cool name. Yeah, I'm just using Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons name generator. I actually have found it relatively useful it's only like level 12 so i can't bring it out on my main missions and obviously i haven't had time nor do i really care enough to like raise it yeah but it it has double team and it's got <sighs> quick attack so it does a fair amount of damage i gotta say man i think it's a failing of the mechanics of this game i essentially just like stopped bringing friend pokemon because like a they would either die yeah you can't control them enough or b they're using up space in my inventory and I can't like catch new Pokemon. So it's like, I just stopped bringing them. Well, if you have three, you can recruit a fourth one. I understand that, but like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I mean, based on my... They, they offer almost nothing. And the way this game works, it's like you are leading and the other two Pokemon are following, except every now and then they will like go off on their own. And like, if you approach an enemy Pokemon and start battling it, Unless you do some, like, slick maneuvering and some, like, diagonal moving, the other two Pokemon in your party, especially the third Pokemon in your party, yeah, aren't even close enough to attack the Pokemon you're fighting. It goes fucking rogue, too. Like, 
I just hate this game. God, I hate this game. <laughs> okay, I have to recenter myself. Okay, so Yalaga the Yanma. Yeah, and I got one more Magthera the Murkrow, and Murkrow died. Oh, I got a Murkrow too, except my Murkrow. <laughs> Did yours make it out of the dungeon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mine didn't make it. It's too bad. R.I.P. Murkrow. I thought it had a cool name, and then um, it just somebody, you know, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right, see ya. I don't really care. I don't want to mark fucking Murkrow. Yeah. And that's it. Let me ask you. That's all the Pokemon you've ever caught? Oh, no. Oh, God, I forgot. It's so forgettable to me. I got a Geodude as well. Okay. Lord Millstone. You've caught two Pokemon. But I don't use it because I don't care. And it's level six. You've caught two Pokemon. No. You've caught two Pokemon. I'll remind you, Aaron died in the last episode as well. No, Joshua, I'm catching Pokemon who die all the time too, but I think I probably have 20... What? Pokemon caught in the friend zone. What? I probably have caught 20 Pokemon who are all Is that because you're usually going in with two? Can you capture two additional Pokemon per run? Uh, You can, but I don't ever do that. How do you have 20? I've just caught them. These are literally the only Pokemon that have ever even asked to join the team, and I've said yes every time. I've just caught them. I think I probably have around 20. I would say 15 to 20. Isn't it just your leader Pokemon has to land the last hit, and then they randomly choose to join the team? Yeah, and that's happened many times. How are you possibly getting fucking Like, 20? I'm running out of names. I have a Bobby. I have a Lindsay. I have a Will. I have a... Well, well who's Bobby? I'd have to... F- and Lindsay. I think Bobby was Tyrogue. That's pretty cool. Lindsay was someone useful who I thought, like, oh, this will be good to have. Oh, that's nice. But now I can't remember who it is. Oh, 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 Metatite. Oh, that's fun. They're, like, in the same family, too. That's fun. It's their friends and co-hosts. Like... Bobby's taller. I have a Dane. I have an Aubrey. Wow. What What the fuck? So you're... When you're listing out the Mon Men... You're talking about the ones that you've chosen are the best ones? I just have the scraps. I just have whatever I get. No. What's happening here? Here are the Mon Men. I have the the same friend zones as you except Peanut Swamp. (laughs) Maybe the trick is Peanut Swamp. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? I've caught a ton of Pokemon. Well, this doesn't make any sense. You know what also doesn't make any sense about that is like, from our rankings, you've clearly played more side quests than I have. I have a higher rank than you too. (laughs) So I don't get that at all. Maybe it's because I'm lingering in the dungeons too long. There has to be a trick here. I'm like literally out of friends. I'm out of friends, real life friends of ours to name these after. Maybe you should get more friends. I wish. No, I don't wish. I have too many friends. I've been trying to name them after friends that you and I both know, but at some point I might have to branch out to friends that are you're less friendly with. Oh, gross. Not interested. Here's the main team that I've been running. John Meowth, my Meowth. <laughs> yeah. It's right there in the name. Bad Josh, my Pikachu. Cutie. Jack, my polywag. Yeah. I caught a polywag in Silent Chasm, I think. Pretty fortunate you got one of your favorite mons. I love him. He's a little little tender treat. That's what we all say about Jack Shepard as well. And then, weirdly, Hannah, <laughs> my zigzagoon. She is a zigzagoon. Is a surprisingly good and useful Pokemon. Is that surprising after Hoenn? It was super low level when I caught it. It immediately like ranked up. Like Every time we fought someone... It would rank up like two levels, and it caught up with me and Bad Josh instantly, and it was super useful. It has all these great moves. It's just like, Zigzagoon is such like a nothing Pokemon in the in the main games, and in this game, it's like the most useful and helpful Pokemon I've ever recruited. Zigzagoon. Hannah. 
Named after our friend Hannah. <laughs> well, good for Hannah. All right. So that's the Mon Men this week. I would love to talk about the plot of this leg. I wouldn't. And I would love to talk about our hit segment, Item Finder. <laughs> but... Well, we didn't do rank check either. Uh, I would love to hear about your rank. But first, let's take a break. Okay. Hello, welcome back, Joshua, to Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. We're playing Mystery Dungeon. Joshua! What's your rank? It's rank check. Rank check. My rank is bronze. 370. I'm still bronze rank somehow, even though I have 370 points. I'll tell you why, Josh. I'm only 305, my rank. Pathetic. I, I hate this game, okay? And I'm not going to put any more time into it than I need to. Yeah. And I'm surprised that you were putting so much time into it. Because when you run one of these side quests, you only get like five rank points. It's these fucking escort ones, and you get a bunch of points from the escort ones, but you also die two to three times on every single one of them. Or rather... I just can't... I can't be bothered. Your fucking escortee dies. I looked it up. I was like, I cracked 300. How am I still bronze? You don't get silver rank until you have 500 rescue points. Sweet fancy Moses. Like, we're going to beat this game without getting silver rank. I mean, maybe you. I'm going to get silver. I'm going to actually make it my goal to not get silver. But don't these fuckers, the like Alakazam and the Gengar, the other rival teams, don't they talk about how they're like platinum rank or something? Yeah, that's what like is a that? billion points. A million? <laughs> yeah, I don't... The rank... Uh, God. I uh, Whatever. This is such a bad, weird game. <laughs> Let's talk about another segment. It's called Item Finder. Item Finder is more fun. Item Finder segment's fun. One of the cool things in this game is like, as you're wandering around dungeons, you can find items and you can pick them up and you can use them. The game is heavily dependent on items. You need items. You need food to sustain yourself to fill your belly you need oron berries to heal yourself you need pika berries to cure poison and then there's a bunch of buff items too which buff you and make you stronger super helpful it's an item heavy game plus there's all these projectiles like blast seeds and blowback orbs there's all these orbs too. And TMs. You can pick up TMs, which are super useful. God, yeah, they introduced TMs just being on the ground in this one, this section, too. I really only found, like, the same three TMs over and over again. It's always just, like... I got a rest. Mine are always, like, um... I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. Who cares? What was your favorite... What was your favorite item this... Trip. I picked up a few link boxes, which are useful I because they let you link moves together, which is something that Gulpin will do for you back at Pokemon Square. But the thing is, if you use up all your moves in a dungeon, if you go through all your PP... And you don't have max elixirs. If you, But even if you use a max elixir, once you use a max elixir, it decouples moves. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So... Having a link box is nice because you can recouple moves on the fly. So Meowth has a very cool move called Payday, which is when you kill someone using Payday, 
they will drop a bunch of coins. So what I've done is I've started linking Meowth's scratch with payday. Right. So it scratches once for a bunch of damage, and then it does payday for a bunch of damage, and it usually kills whatever Pokemon I'm up against, and then they drop a bunch of coins. So having those two moves linked is super great, and having these link boxes has made that a lot easier. I got the link box, but I didn't use it yet. So yeah, that's my favorite. Link box. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Can we talk about Wonder Mail for a second? I guess. So when you save in a dungeon in this game, it's not like save your progress. It's save so you can quit. And the game goes back to title screen. But these dungeons were driving me crazy. So I was saving a lot. Wait, but when I did that last time. No, that's only when you get rescued. How do you just save in the dungeon? You hit B to pull up the menu and go to other and you hit, there's an option called quick save slash give up. Right. But I thought that just meant like you save and you lose. It says prepare a save file for for exiting the game and you say yes. And then it saves your progress and it saves where you are in the dungeon and exits to the title screen. But what happens when you go back? You're still in the dungeon? You were right where you left off. Oh. Yep. Oh my God. I discovered that this week. Jesus. They do not make it easy. They make you quit the game and go back to the title screen just to save, which is annoying on its own. Okay, so this is really roguelike for dummies because proper roguelikes don't even let you do that. Like, you can't save in the middle of a dungeon, and I'd been playing as though you couldn't. No, I I had been too until this week, and then I realized there was that option. But what's the point of that? Well, I'll tell you what the point of that is. You're a 36-year-old man who has a fucking wife and child and job, (laughs) and you can't can't spend an hour and a half in a fucking getting through a dungeon, Josh. That's the point of that. Yeah. So you have to save mid-dungeon sometimes, and that needs to be okay. And let's normalize that, Josh. No, I'm just making it like I have to get to the end of this dungeon or like I'm not going to bed and like stop talking to me. No, it turns out you can save mid dungeon, but you get kicked back to the title screen. And while I was on the title screen, I was looking at some of these other options because there's a lot of fucking options on the title screen. And one of them I looked at was called Wonder Mail. Okay. And Wonder Mail, you click it and it just sends you to a screen where you can input a code. And I thought, well, surely someone has gone and cataloged all these codes somewhere. And surely, Joshua, someone has. Okay. And I want to explore the option with you today of deploying some of these Wonder Mail codes. So when you input one of these codes, which are well cataloged on the internet, it unlocks a new mission. I don't want more missions. I want fewer. Which lets you save and add to your team unique Pokemon. Is that why you have all these Pokemon? No, no, I haven't done it yet. I wanted to talk to you about it first. I just caught these Pokemon because I'm a fucking elite gamer. Even though I'm a higher rank, but. And isn't that interesting? And doesn't that make me even more elite? I've done so much more with so much less game. More Pokemon doesn't mean better. So we have this option to use these wonder codes to unlock new missions and get new Mon. You can also get unique items, you can get unique TMs, you can get unique, you can get cash. So is Wonder Mail just Mayor Cheat? I don't understand. We enter the, it's Game Shark. It's kind of like Game Shark, except it, it unlocks like unique missions. And then you do the mission and you get a cool mon? And then you do the mission and you either get like a TM or you get a cool mon or you get a cool item. Okay. I'm going to put this on the table now. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. I hate this game. 
<laughs> yeah, I truly, truly, truly hate it. I know. I don't want to spend any more time in or around this game than I need to. That being said, if you or I want to deploy a Wonder Mail from this point on, yeah. you can unlock Apom, you can unlock Lapras, you can unlock Magikarp. Only one of those is interesting. You can get new friend areas. Boulder Cave, Dragon Cave, Mount Moonview. Dragon Cave. Cool things to be done with Wondermail if you want to take the time to do them. Because it, what it means is more dungeons, more rescue missions. Okay. Yeah. I'm throwing down the gauntlet and saying if this is something you want to do, I honestly don't even think I will do it because I just do not care. <laughs> but if it's something you want to do, I say, fine, have at it. I don't think I care. I think probably, yeah. We'll see. The gauntlet is down. Okay, let's talk about this actual game. Yeah. We start in Silent Chasm. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so broken, Josh. <laughs> it uh Jump Pluff. This is after This is after you find out that the Jump Luff is trying to find its friend that's also a Jump Luff that got caught in between the chasm. And Shiftry goes missing, and the jump bluff comes to find you. And then you're like, Shiftry probably ran away because he was an asshole and was trying to extort you for money. And then the jump bluff is like, no, 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 Shiftry's gone, and we don't know where he went. Yeah. And then you go to Silent Chasm, and the jump bluff is like, oh, by the way, there's like a really scary, messed up monster that lives here. And then your partner fakes, well, your partner has a stomach ache and then looks at you and is like, oh, like, Arcanus, how are you feeling about this? Like, I'm feeling woozy. I think it was like that Clams Casino we ate this morning. <laughs> like, yeah, my stomach's a little roughed up. I don't know if we can do this. And then you have an option of saying like, oh, yeah, I'm too sick. I can't. Or being like rebuffing him. I chose the one where I'm just like, what are you talking about? I feel fine. Your partner will like chastise you as like, read my cues, man. Like, fuck off. I'm bad, saying Josh. I'm sick. You gotta back me up. I'm like, what? Don't lie. Don't a. You don't lie. No, I'm not a liar. I'm not friends with liars. No. And b. Do not expect or force me to lie. No. How dare you? It's immoral. And then either way, the jump bluff calls you out on it and basically like bullies you into going into it and going to the 10th floor, which is where it says that the shift tree was last seen. And his, his jump pluff buddy is still stuck in there. Yeah. So it is a rescue mission. And well, it's, it's a double rescue mission. It's a mission. double rescue. Technically, I should be asking for double the reward because I'm, I'm rescuing jump pluff and shift tree. And if these were Witcher rules. And it should be. I would expect twice the reward. Right. Because a witcher cannot accept the job unless there is a reward. No, why would you? You make your way in a silent chasm. It's a dungeon. It's boring. It's programmatic. It's bad. Ten floors. I caught my Yanma in there. That's it. And then you make your way to the end, and you find Jumpluff, and you find Shiftry, and Shiftry has been knocked out by a monster, and the monster is... Zapdos. Zapdos. But Zapdos won't fight you. No. Zapdos has a conversation with you. Here's where the, the mythology of the Ninetales comes in. Because the presumption is that Shift Tree was kicking up wind 
to save the jump fluff and disturbed the Zapdos in the clouds by doing that. Zapdos was disturbed. And Zapdos attacked for that reason. But Zapdos comes down and says, no, that's not what happened. I'm disturbed because there are great forces at play here and the world is ending and everything is going to, to horse shit. Ponita shit. And that's why I'm pissed. So you, great disturber, come meet me at the top of Mount Thunder if you want to fucking rumble. Yeah. And then he takes off. And you save Shiftry and you save Jump Bluff. Yeah. <laughs> Already <laughs> so convoluted, so confusing. They almost had like an elegant story there. They're like, oh, Shiftry disturbed the clouds with all its fanning. And they're like, nope. Turns out that that elegant solution to the problem was a little too elegant. Let's make it a little more elaborate for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so you go back and, and you store your items with Kangaskhan and you save and you run a couple side missions. And then you do a little leveling, Josh, like I did, right? You accept a quest from a Weedle. <laughs> and the Weedle says to you, escort me to the ninth floor of Silent Chasm. Yeah. If you do that and reunite me with my friend, I will give you money. Yeah. So you do it, right? No big deal. Whatever. Like, no problem. Yeah, I'll escort you. And then this Weedle wants to be a fucking hero, right? <laughs> and you beeline for the stairs on every level because you're like, Weedle, just be cool. But he can't be cool. <laughs> you just got to get out of here alive, man. So you beeline for the stairs and eventually you make your way to the... After an hour, Josh, you make your way to the seventh floor of this dungeon. And you're only two floors away. And then Weedle decides to be a fucking hero and you're going up against like fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. Because Weedle's like level eight and these Pokemon are all like level 20. Yeah. And Weedle decides to shoot a poison sting at something and the thing immediately turns its attention to Weedle and does one hit on it and does a thousand damage and kills it. And then... It's like mission over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's this so happened awesome. to me too. <laughs> but with the Nidoran, my escort mission was to escort a female Nidoran to a male Nidoran, and it's like reunite the couple or whatever. Why do they always want to be heroes though? They always like get in the fight. They're like, I can contribute, and it's like, no, 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 just yeah. Get back! Stay with the group like it's an escort mission! That doesn't mean you go off and do whatever you want. If you're gonna do that, do it yourself! Oh, God, I hate I, I got this thing to, like, level 8, and I needed to get it to level 10. It's basically the same, but a different Pokemon. And then it just randomly starts running off. I just... And then it wanders off and gets killed by a fucking, like, Cacnea. Or some shit. Last night I was playing this game... And Weedle died for, like, the fifth time. God. And then I literally screamed and threw my Game Boy. And Jamie <laughs> was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I keep losing this mission over and over again, and I fucking hate this game. And she was like, do you have to play it? Can you guys just skip it? I was no. Like, no. We're professionals. <laughs> no, we can't skip it. This is when I <laughs> shook my Game Boy, too. <laughs> we can't skip it. We just have to play it. <laughs> And then, and then Joshua, I go to Mount Thunder and I climb it and I get to the fucking 12th floor of 12 and Zapdos is there. (laughs) Yeah. And he kills me in one hit. (laughs) 
Because I'm not doing enough side quests because they're so frustrating and I haven't leveled up enough. <laughs> and Zapdos killed me in oh, one fucking hit. God. But luckily the game was merciful enough to give me like a, a strange little Kangaskhan statue right before the final boss battle. Yeah, they have like Kangaskhan statues, like Majora's Mask owl statue style. So you can save. So luckily I was able to save and then I just literally sent in Pikachu to deal with to deal with Zapdos until Pikachu got the little exclamation mark over its head. And I was like, okay, I'll come in and help. Um, God, what a game. I did kill Zapdos on the first try, but that was mostly because I sent Trico first with a Leer Absorb link. Yeah. And then he's like saving himself constantly. And then I flung in Charmander. You beat Zapdos. <laughs> like a good guy team shows up. Alakazam and Charizard and Tyranitar show they're up like because they were supposed to be shots. the ones who were doing. Yeah. Oh, they're like, we're going to meet you there. They're the big shots. And they said they were going to be the ones who were dealing with this. And they only show up after you've done all the dirty business. Can I talk about Tyranitar real quick? Yeah. <laughs> He's very silly in this game. <laughs> His like overworld sprite. It's just like an upright man. Like it's like a man walking in a Godzilla costume. Like, he waves his arms, like, a little bit too much. I feel like it's John Goodman if he was wearing that, like, T-Rex Halloween costume. <laughs> yes, exactly. With the blow-up head. <laughs> He's just, like, he just, like, walks a little too upright and man-like. It's so weird. It's so weird. They animated him so weirdly. Yeah. But, yes, they all show up, and Alcan Sam's like, hey, thanks for dealing with that Zapdos. Well, I'm very impressed. Like, sorry we couldn't help. That's like, what were you doing? Yeah. Alakazam. Senses something about you. Yeah, he tells you, you have to go to the Hill of the Ancients to meet with a Pokemon that stares into the sun all day. Zatu. Yeah. So you go, and it's a mission. It's a it's a dungeon. Great Canyon. Fine. 13 floors. 13 floors. The most floors yet. Great. But it's all just like straightaways, which I guess is clever because it's a canyon. Yeah. I don't know. There's trapinches and... There's some cool mon in here. None of them wanted to join my team, but they were there. And then you get to the top and Zatu's there and Zatu is looking out at the, the sunset and you have to like work hard to get its attention. Did you tickle him or did you attack him? Tickled him. I tickled also. Why would I attack him? I, I don't know. I mean, we're living in a society, Pokemon society. It, it, tickling him did not work. The tickle works eventually. You tickle him oh, twice. I mean, eventually. Yeah. And then he's like, woohoo. Yeah, he does start laughing. <laughs> That's cute. And then he turns around and he's he's like... He's a weirdo, and he also knows that you're a human. And he tells you to go talk to Wishcash to discover more about who you are. Talk to Wishcash for some reason. Because Wishcash is, is like the town elder. Okay, yeah. And he knows all the legends. And normally this Wishcash is sitting in its pond in the north of the Pokemon Square, and it's just observing the Caterpie that you saved earlier and its Metapod friend. Playing. playing yeah and he always says the same thing which is like these days all i like to do is watch children play we're not it's gonna like, touch <laughs> that one what this is why i don't want to hear what pokemon say in english okay this cutscene was had to last like 15 minutes it's so <laughs> long josh oh my god i came all the way up here to listen to you talk for 15 minutes and at the end it's revealed that that sneaky little fucker gengar was listening the whole time yeah he sneaks off, and he knows your secret now. And is that going to come to bite you in the ass? Yeah. 
I naively thought, maybe not. Moments later. Nah, but it does. You go back to Pokemon Square, you talk to Wishcash, he knows the legends of the Ninetale, a human touched a Ninetale's tail. It's cursed. Gardevoir sacrificed itself. (laughs) (laughs) What? (sighs) It's the thing we said earlier, you know? And then you go back to Pokemon Square, and Gengar is in the middle of telling everyone in Pokemon Square about this. And as you approach, he gets to his dramatic conclusion, which is, and the human is John Meowth. And the only way to stop the natural disasters is to drive him out. And it's basically a torches and pitchforks situation with these Pokemon. (sighs) The town folk. I was in a state of disbelief, Joshua, (laughs) when of all the Pokemon to literally shove me, John Meowth, Shove me. Shove you, John Meowth? No, no, no. Lombre. No one shoves John Meowth. Especially a fucking Lombre. <laughs> know your place, Lombre. Oh, I'll tear the fucking lily pad right off your fucking head, Lombre. <laughs> you don't know who I am. I'm John Meowth. <laughs> I don't have a dumb chin. I don't have a dumb chin. I don't have stupid duckbill lips. Lombre. It would have been so much less insulting if literally any other Pokemon shoved me, but it was Lombre. There was a bell sprout in there. There's a snubble. Those would have been acceptable. Oh, better than Lombre. Lombre does not insult me like that. Yeah. And then, so you, you're running. You have to, like, go gather supplies. Well, you're also forgetting about the Gardevoir visits you in a dream. By oh, the- yeah. The Gardevoir <laughs> does visit you in a dream and confirms everything. The Gardevoir is like, I'm the... And then it's like... A beat and a beat, Pokemon partner or something. And you're like, wait, so I'm whatever. And then it like fades away. And so it's like, you figure out that you're the fucking human. Your partner has an existential crisis too. The Trico or the the Pikachu is like, I don't know if I can trust you because you you touch that Ninetales tail. And and you're naughty to Pokemon. Threw your Gardevoir under the bus. So the next day you wake up and the the good guy team, Alakazam, Charizard, and Tyranitar come and they're like, yeah. we've come to kill you. <laughs> yeah, they have like a town hall. Yeah, they're like, we met with the other Pokemon. We decided that they're all right. You are the cause of the natural disasters and we've come to kill you. And there will be no trial. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> We're the judge, jury, and executioner <laughs> and we've come to kill you. But then Alakazam's like, I tell you what, you're a good guy. I'll give you a head start. <laughs> Just toying with you. And also, Alakazam fucking knew you were a human already. Right. He's the one who told you to go meet with Zatu in the first place. Alakazam, I thought, was going to be on our side this whole time. No, the only people who are on our side are Jumpluff, Metapod, and Caterpie. And the other Jumpluff. <laughs> and Bad Josh. <laughs> and Trico. So then you run. You gather supplies and you get out of fucking Oh, <laughs> there's a funny thing where it's like early in the morning and it's like, Pikachu's like, are we ready to run? And you can say, no, I need to gather supplies first. And Pikachu's like, okay, well, be careful. Everyone's still asleep. But if anyone catches you in Pokemon Square, they'll kill you. (laughs) Did you go into Pokemon Square? No. Oh, I did. I had all my shit already. Everyone was asleep. And if you go up to Kangaskhan, Kangaskhan is like asleep. And it's like, I'm dreaming. What do you want? And you're like, a bunch of apples and orange berries. And it's like, here are your apples and orange berries. I'm dreaming. And it's like, okay. That's a nice touch. <laughs> Fine. 
So then once you gather all your shit, you flee to Lapis Cave, which is the last leg of our journey this week. You go over like mountains and oh yeah, like, forests and all this shit and then you like They chase you through like Mount Doom. It's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you're literally being chased the whole time like some little text box that's like, "Get him, boys." But you make your way through Lapis Cave, which is kind of a nice, cool little cave. It's not too hard. It's 14 levels, which is the most level so far. But, like, they're pretty easy. They're small. And there's no objective. You're just trying to get through it. And, like, it's teeming with Tangalas. It was. And, boy, howdy, did I love looking at these things wriggle up to me. I didn't like it. I mean, they look like uh, Moss Ball like a disgusting they look cool i like their icons in this game and i really wanted to catch one i wish i could just be one god that would have been great it's just let you be whatever pokemon you want that would be another improvement i would have pitched but then you make it through lapis cave and you're out and there's a kangaskhan statue there and you save and you're done with the leg of the journey this week thank god Thank Garcias. We're cut off from the civilized world. We're cut off from Pokemon Square. We're cut off from all of our resources. It's unclear what's going to happen at this point. You're at the foot of Mount Blaze. But you're at the foot of Mount Blaze. And you hear the echoing of Pokemon chasing you. And they're like, who would ever go there? It's like going into Mordor. Yeah. Now we're at the abyss, Josh. And do we jump in? I think we're going to have to. But we'll deal with that next week. Won't we? Yeah. We will. We will. Because we do it we for the to. fans and because we're professionals. As much as we hate this game, we hope you guys are at least enjoying that we hate this game. <laughs> and we hope that you're enjoying that we're just like... I'm crying from like laughter and delirium. There's still plenty to talk about. They're weird, wild games. They're so unenjoyable, but they're the wackiest Pokemon game I've ever played. And Pokemon games are already pretty fucking wacky. So Even weirder than Detective Pikachu which is also a game that it centers on a human turning into a Pokemon. We're absolutely going to play that game for this podcast someday. Obviously. We're through Lapis Cave. Next week, we'll we'll start our journey at Mount Doom, Mount Blaze. And then Frosty Forest and Mount Freeze. Very, uh... Yeah. Wonder what goes on in those places. What could their themes be? It sounds like hell. It sounds like Dante's Inferno. Because Dante's <laughs> Inferno is like fire at the top and ice at the bottom. So I do feel like I'm in fucking purgatory. So so join us next week, bug catchers, for that leg of the journey. Until then, I have been Tanma, a.k.a. Tanner Green Ring, and I'm joined, as always, by Teddy Ursosh, a.k.a. Joshua Fielstad. That's me. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please follow it on... Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, recommend it to a friend if you do so publicly on Twitter. And then immediately, and this is the important part. We said this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And people started like tweeting about our show a lot. You then immediately need to follow it up with a DM to us and ask us for a sticker. Open DMs. <laughs> and send us your address or else we will never follow up with you because we are both tremendously lazy and busy men. So... If you want a sticker, you can just DM and ask us for one, or you can tweet about the show and then DM us and ask us for one, and we'll send you some stickers. And where you can DM us is at expsharepod on Twitter or Instagram, and we also have a Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. It's a lot of fun. We put show notes. Yep. We occasionally pop in there and pop off. Josh does. (laughs) Yeah. That's it this week. 
we will see you next week for leg three of four of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Joshua, Buttcatchers, goodbye. Smell you later.